love this song. Do her feet touch the floor in that chair? Do her feet touch the floor in that chair? No. It's probably weighing down her leg. Okay, so okay, so this is what I'm saying. Her feet can't touch the floor. I got a heavy ass cast on my leg. Guess what's gonna happen? It's gonna slide down. Yeah, and I saw her messing around with it. And the Honey, like, I'm not an ortho doctor. I want you to try to pull it up, push it up. That's all I can suggest. I don't know what else to say. And try to get her toes through that little hole at the bottom. Because her toes ain't supposed to be covered. What's the best I could do with the toe part? That works. Alright, Paris, you're going to have to help me manage it back. I have never seen them put something so big on a broken ankle. Never. Even Usually they get a walking boot. Uh huh. Or air cast. Or air cast. Uh, you, what do I need? you wanna watch this wrap it up or no? You good now? Are you okay? Like it gotta be kinda tight to keep that in place. Are you okay? I don't know, I'll do it safe. Yeah, I could you wanna hold it like and I'll wrap it? Alright. Alright, Jessica, I'm gonna call you back if I need you. Okay, babe. Alright. Alright. Bye bye. Bye. I don't know what people be wanting from me. I'm not a fucking ortho doctor. I don't know. Literally legit, we are nurses who put band-aids on shit. I mean, we know a lot more than people give us credit for, but I don't know about broken bones. Okay, so whenever Scrub Blue comes, I gotta get him to start talking into the mic. You gotta get him to start talking, period. The first hour he be here, you don't say shit. Because you're sitting so far back. Yeah, he got to start sitting up close to the mic. And it's like, I go on my phone and I look at stuff, but he literally is not paying attention for most of the show. So he's sitting there like this. But he's sitting way far. But he's sitting as far as back. So I had to tell a friend of mine today that I just, I don't want to fuck him. I'm like... Like, I want to see that body. I'm like, that's a no-go. He's a tickling spitter. What? A tickle spitter. Man, it ain't that big. It's going to tickle, and then it's going to spit. So, I, um, like, when I first, and then again, it was 11 years ago. King wasn't even born when I was fucking. 
only fucking like twice. And it was just more so like, mm. I didn't care when we just didn't talk no more because there was nothing there. Um, so as of recently, you can hit me up or whatever, you know. And hit, like, we'll be like, what's up with you? What's going on? And I hit him up wait like five ten minutes before I reply back or whatever and um he just basically won't like I know what he's trying to talk about playing with that shit like for real like I'm not with that like when I was younger and you know when I was in my young ass phase I was doing all kind of crazy shit uh huh but I wasn't into him Right. He was cool, don't get me wrong. But for now. Uh I just couldn't do it. What time do you think the show start? He'll miss it. It's my shit. And you know who hit me on it this time? And I kind of hate that he hit me on to it, but I love the song. Because it reminds you of him? Yeah. Furniture Man. Really? Yeah. talking to my one girlfriend today mm-hmm. and I didn't realize I hadn't talked to her in three months I like the pictures on Facebook and all that stuff mm-hmm, yeah. but we hadn't had like a conversation yeah. or a text in three months right. so even when she saw the message the other day she was like oh my god and then something happened and she forgot to text me back she called me this morning mm-hmm. so we were talking about being scared to make a move mm-hmm. and when I would talk when you would talk to me about him I'm I would think he's scared to make a move mm-hmm. you know he's He's where he's at. Uh-huh. And you can't even say that you're comfortable where you at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. are literally scared to make a move. Mm-hmm. And we all get into that yeah. right at some yeah. point in time yeah. in life. But <clears throat> I'm like, for him to be so young and to just be okay, you know what I mean? Not saying that he's not doing good stuff, and but... The, and the thing is with him, like, you so busy trying to go to the next level but you haven't completed the level down here that you need to complete Maslow's to go here yep and when I tried to get you to square this away down here you didn't want to do that mm-hmm. and it's like but you need that 
to do anything else. But you did. You wanted somebody else to do it. So you don't have to. Yep. And it's like that's not when you're starting your business. When you're starting from scratch yourself, it's not something that you have the luxury of doing. Of doing. And it was just like, damn, you know, like like I said, the small shit, like getting glasses, sliding up each other and dick. Yeah. Small shit. Mm-hmm. That could have took you to. Mm-hmm. So tonight we're going to talk about relationships and communication and just in general knowing what a woman wants, knowing what a man wants, and how can you compromise with it. And, and the key part is, is the, the communication part, yeah. like how do you even get it out there? Yeah. Are we going live tonight? No, because I still ain't do this. Okay. I, I literally like, I didn't even touch my computer today. Until now, I saved the, uh, the the audio from the other night to the jump jar, so I give it to my son so he can do what he gotta do with it. Okay. Um, but I just was, cause I fucked around and couldn't get no sleep last night because I slept till about four o'clock yesterday. Oh shit! I literally did not really get up until it was like time to really get dressed to come on your house. Uh huh. And um. I'm up. Oh, Lord. Like, you would be drinking at your house and eating, and you would think, like, all of that would have made me. <sighs> I wouldn't even, I didn't have to take a Tylenol and a leave. I didn't get drunk for real. No, I had, like, a nice little, you know, but I didn't drink nothing else. And then that drink, that the last drink that I poured with my tequila, I poured that out. Did you? Yeah, because I was like, I don't want shit else to drink right now. Like, I poured out two, two little bits of hand. Um,. I finished my drink because another another one of my friends came over later. I think after you had left. Okay. No, no, no. The one with the blue on. That came with the girl that you knew from okay. school. Okay. So old girl left, and it was just me and my friend. Mm. And then Andrea was there, mm. and then Andrea packed up, and me and me and her sat down, had another drink, talked some shit. Um, but they we we put all the food up. And she was like, shit, normally I stay where I, I sleep where I be drinking at. I'm like, girl, pull the couch out. Because little mama was ready to go home. Once your daughter left, uh-huh. she was like, okay. And I kept asking her to come downstairs. She was like, it's people I don't know down there. I'm like, Jay. But that's just how she is. Yeah. She no, wants every- I get it. And Bud kind of like gravitated towards her a little bit. Mm-hmm. But again. Once she left, Bug was like, okay, ain't no other kids here. She tried to, you know, right. mingle and stay, you know. But at the end of the day, it's grown folks talking. Move. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? So once she figured that out, she was like, okay, I didn't eat, I didn't drink, I'm ready to go. Right. I'm like, I'm ready to go home. She was so funny. I'm like, I heard that balloon pop and that confetti go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was dying laughing. I was dying laughing. 
profanity on the fucking floor. So, yeah. I like this little guy. She texted me, did we do a good job? <laughs> Dang. She got a, uh, a, a hard plastic. Uh-huh. Cotton. Uh-huh. Yeah, hard plastic. Before they, that's what they do. Before they put the actual. But I've never seen them put so it make it go so high up. She's but, a dwarf. But that's the thing, though. Like when the ortho, especially like in the emergency room, it was more like interns. They not mm-hmm. straight or they not there yet. This girl so, weighs seventy whole pounds. And they put all that damn. Y'all gonna add more breakage than. Anything, so I told her, prop it up, put it on a stool. Don't let her let that slide. That's yeah. what's happening. It's too yeah. heavy for her leg. Yeah. So, I called and ar- argued with Ortho about somebody else today. And forgot to make her follow up, which is fine. Ortho's pretty quick. Unknown caller. Hello. I mean, as long as it's not causing her no more pain, that's fine. Um, it's just don't, trying to keep that foot on something with just a little bit of pressure. Because she really, she can't bear no weight. Did y'all get the in-services? Okay. That would help. Or even if y'all put her on in the corner of the couch or something. If she get on the beanbag, will she try to um, slide around? Okay, as long as she ain't moving around too much and, um, you know, keep an eye on her, I'm fine with it. Okay, babe. All right, bye-bye. So, did you hear me yelling in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. On the phone? Mm-hmm. That was her. Not at her, mm-hmm. but that was the, the person. Yeah. And I we was even on the email this morning because I got off the ER file this morning. I even put an email. I was very taken aback by the fact that they waited four hours to call. This is another song that I like. Um, great meditation song. Great just laying there and breathing. This song is called uh, Wisdom. Okay. By, by uh, David Banner. Oh, okay. His last album that he did was fire, but because it's not what everybody feels David Banner should have been doing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people didn't flock to it. It's called the God Box. Mm-hmm. And um, if you know David Banner, the last, the last eight to ten years. He's been... He's done a lot of transformation. Yeah, a whole lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, complete 360 transformation. And it's a beautiful thing. That motherfucker is fine. Yeah, he is. And he gets finer like wine the older he gets. Because that, 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 Uh yeah. Mm -hmm. baby, listen. I saw his ass. I was like... I got to, um, have a conversation with, uh... Well, before we get into that, 
Are we recording? Yes. Welcome to Somebody Gotta Say What We All Gonna Say. It's your girl, Jesse Lane, the queen of uh, libations <laughs> in the land. <laughs> and it is B. Christine, the HBRC. <laughs> All the ships. All the ships. It's gonna be like the harbor in this baby. Yeah. So, before we get into that, let's talk about this epic weekend that we had. Now, I saw the rest of the pictures. I didn't know Sam Bell was gonna be there. Oh, I'm so salty. Oh my god. He came like maybe 20, 30 minutes after you left. Damn. See. And he didn't know that I was over there uh-huh. until I walked over there to him. Because he kept, he was moving back and forth, setting everything up, so I didn't want to just, you know, run up to him while he was going. So I waited a while. And I walked over there. I said, what's up, old man? And he looked. He was like, B, what's up? He's like, this is my wife. You're not, like, we, me and Sam mm-hmm. have not truly seen each other for real, for real, since my son was a baby. I probably haven't seen Sam. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I know Jay was a baby. We missed him at Simona's mama funeral. That's he right. Uh huh. left, like, in quick succession, so we didn't really get to talk to him. Um, like I said, the last time I seen Sam, it was him, Philip, and Mix. Wow. I ain't seen Philip since high school. And I had, Omar had to be, like, maybe a year old, and I was pushing him in the stroller. Uh-huh. For some odd reason, it was on my side of town. I'm walking through 75 by Lee Park. What the fuck is y'all doing over here? here? Uh-huh. This ain't y'all side of town. And they saw me, so they jumped out the car and was talking to me and saw all my like, Oh my God, you really did have a baby. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why you niggas ain't seen me. That's why I didn't come back to tech and kick it because I had to go be a mother. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I didn't have to, but I just chose my, my position. I'm about you know to say, yeah. I chose my position. Um, I could have been like leaving my baby with my mama and, you know, but I was never really on it, you know. So, um, at the end of the day, it was just more so like we chopped it up, we kicked it, but that was the last time I physically uh-huh. saw Sam. I used to see Facebook Sam. came around, uh-huh. and that's when him and Treasure was together. Then I never even knew that part. Yeah, they were. Yes, together, I did. Yes, yeah. I did. Uh huh. Don't they got a baby together or something like that? That I don't know. Maybe. I mean, from the pictures, old enough to be around that time, possibly. But again, I don't know. But I do know <clears throat> Treasure used to do the catering for the school across the street. Uh huh. Um, I don't know if she still does it. But I know at one point she was literally catering the lunches and breakfasts. Oh, so for the nice. Kids across the street. Uh-huh. Um, and I was cool with that, you know, because it wasn't like no bullshit food that they Right. Her stuff be looking real you good. Know, her stuff is actually good. She actually catered uh Maria's uh vow renewal. Okay. You know, um, after they did their ten year stretch and they finally had their baby and everything, they renewed their vows. And they son, you know, their little son was there and everything. You know, everybody went. Uh-huh. Um, Treasure was the 
That's what's up. Mm-hmm. And because she was like, I'm using all black. She was like, only thing is I couldn't find a black venue. She was like, but other than that, mm-hmm. everybody else that she used was black. Okay. So, um, she had this chick that did like a donut wall. I've seen one of those. Yeah. Very and neat. Very neat. She had the, the popcorn, uh, the popcorn buffet where you could put all kind of different little seasons on your popcorn. She had, the, uh, it was like a little candy, like little thing. Mm-hmm. She had the donut wall and then Treasure did the food. That sounds dope. So it was a really good event. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened in 2018. Okay. So it was like literally, because she got married in 2008. So it was literally. So like, in 2028, please yeah. let me know. I'm yeah. going to be there. Yeah. Um, so. Well, wait. Wait a minute. Back to the weekend. Yeah. What did we do this weekend? We went and supported Dion with Brick Empire and the evening, well, afternoon, early evening was, was very epic. Um, I was only there for about, what, two hours? Yeah. Because I had to get home, but the two hours I was there, I didn't even hear a lick of music. Well, music, but none yeah. of the artists. The artists, they literally start performing like about 6, 6.30. But I had such time. a good time just doing the interviews. Yeah, the interviews, that, that whole atmosphere was just fire. Um, I mean, we had artists coming up to us, introducing yeah, themselves. Yeah. And that's basically, he was like, you know, <laughs> hey, like, we talked to several different producers that actually produce for real artists. Like, Did you follow... Did you follow TZ from Declare? Yeah. Did you see him and his son no. rapping? Uh-uh. There's a video. Okay. Go to his page. Okay. And then he he posted it right at like a little while after. Yeah. You know. We had um like I think the next morning. Mm-hmm. Right. So good. Yeah. So good. Um Young Bull. TZ from Declare. Uh what was the other guy's name? He just followed me today. With a cute little chocolate. Hello. Little chocolate chocolate. Pear, pear, hello. It should be coming tonight. Yeah. Okay, you have one for tomorrow night? I'm going to need them to use that for tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow morning. I need them cars to be together. Did you give him one tonight already? So use the, the last night one for tomorrow morning. It's the same dosage. I just need the cards to be even. I shouldn't be off by one. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool beans. All right, bye-bye. I'm sorry about that. No, you good. It's, they, you know, it, it's like they almost know when the fuck you got something to do. Of course. That's I, <sighs> I love them. Um. So it was a good time. Nice venue. Cool. Young Bull. Uh-huh. Payroll East. Payroll. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Payroll East. With the best skin in the world. Girl, that chocolate ass That skin. glow. Oh, he Like, oh, my God. Is that is that so covered in gold? performance. How'd he do? He did great. Because he was the, like, he ended up being, like, the last one to go on. Okay. And, um, okay, so the girl who was supposed to be the headliner of the show, she ended up being sick, so she Couldn't come. Show. Uh-huh. Um, so the boys held it down. Okay. Um, the DJ that they had, come to find out, was a last-minute DJ. Okay. It was not the original DJ that they had. They got him at the last minute. The uh-huh. DJ that they had canceled at the last minute. 
So they got him at the last minute. Um, I'm quite sure he never really did like a show because he didn't know how to play the music low and had a mic turned up. Aww. But other than that, them boys did their thing. Okay, good. Payroll East, baby. He had this one song and baby got on the flow, got the rolling, lifted his shirt up, doing up. Yeah, baby did his damn thing. He showed out. Like, don't get me wrong, the other one that was with Sam, them, because Sam was with him. He that's why he had the shirt on. Okay. Like uh huh. Um That's who Teezy was performing with. Okay. And they did they little, you know, they little performance and everything, and it was fire. Um, Young Bull, fire. Bryant actually got shout out to our video our videographer, Big Bryant of Truly Faithful Videography. Um he got some great footage. I was looking at the pictures. He got great footage. And I'm, I'm talking about actual video footage. That's what I want to see. He got great video footage. So it's like, I can't wait until we put it all together. Like, nice. He's going to use the audio from the sh- the actual audio to put with the... Uh, the interviews? The, yeah, because of the loudness of the music. Right. Um, even if we would have had wireless mics hooked up, it still would have been too loud. Too loud because of the acoustics in the room, because of the space. Uh-huh. Um and just the fact that he didn't know how to gauge the sound. Yeah. Um, but other than that, overall great experience. Um by the time the show was over, they was like, don't leave. We was packing everything. I'd be like, don't leave. We're about to pop champagne. So, me, Britt, and Bryant was still there. and Oh, and shout out to our new field reporter. Yes. She was gone. She had went outside when I left. I felt so bad. I couldn't tell about This girl is a fucking ball of energy and fishnet stockings and a leather skirt. Let me yes. tell you. Shout out to Cousin Brittany. Um... She is our field reporter. She went out and she did, and she kept asking, she's like, how did I do? How did I do? I'm like, She did great. You did great. You came and did everything that I thought you would. And the, the, the only thing that was bad about it, it has nothing to do with her. We couldn't hear each other. Yeah. That was the only issue. But other than that, and like I told her, I said, you know, the more we get into doing this, it's going to be times where we're not going to be able to hear each other because that's just how loud the environment will be. Right. You know what I'm saying? And had we been able to be kind of separate uh-huh. from that, it would have been better. It would have been a little bit better. Um, but again, this was their like second event. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So they're getting better at... And this, this venue we were at... was beautiful. It, it was the not. most weirdest fucking place. Like, I pulled up. I pulled up first. I pulled around the back. Only seen a couple of cars. I'm like, this is like a warehouse. And it was. Mm-hmm. There was a forklift outside and everything. So we couldn't get into the front door. And because we got, of course, we got there early. It wasn't yeah. open yet. So we walked around the back and we literally followed the music. Yeah. Until we found them. Yeah. And it was, you walked in there like a little gym, like a little diamond in a rough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was odd furniture. Not odd per se, but it was like, hey, that don't go with that. And that don't go with that. I like this. But like it looked, it looked great. good together. It looked good together. So it was like the little chairs that we had, uh huh, comfortable chairs, little flower. We chairs. had flower. We had upholstered chairs yeah. to interview people in. Unfortunately, we had to put them in a wooden chair. We yeah, did. We, we did we take sat, the upholstered chairs. Sat in the, in we the sat the queen seats. Yeah, we sat in the comfortable seats. <laughs> um, 
But it was an overall great show. Again, shout out to Dion. Shout out to Paul. Shout out to uh, shit. Brick Empire Records. Lip Boss. Lip Boss. The twins. Actually, his daughter. Shut up. Dion's daughter. Wow. Yeah, when I first met Dion. Uh huh. And I met her mother, mm-hmm. Mildred. Okay. Um, which is Dion's first wife. Okay. Um, I knew them when she was pregnant. Wow. Wow. Um, then she disappeared for a while because she went and had her and came back to work. Uh huh. But I was 16, so they were like 17, 18 years old. Oh, 18, wow. 19, uh-huh. around in that area. Um, and little mama been around. That's why I bust out laughing. I'm like, dude, what you gonna do with her? Cause she, yeah, she got for one, she got her daddy wrapped around her fucking finger. Cause she the only girl. That means she learned well. Yeah. And then she got a little brother. So it's like I think it's I think it's only the three of them. Her, or is it two girls and two boys? I think it's either three or four of them. But we end up staying with Mildred for a long time. They just really split up like a few years back. Um. But his new wife is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's really, really cool. I met her. First time I met her was uh, when I was fucking with his cousin. And he had a a cookout at the park for his birthday last year during uh, COVID. Right. During the the height of COVID when everything was shut down. Oh, baby. She's 27. Poor little baby. See, I love the little dwarfs, and, and, and I love them. They, like, that come from watching them on Maury as, you know, coming up as a kid and seeing them, you know, Shriners and all that mm-hmm. shit. Um, so what did, what did we do on Sunday? Sunday was Jess's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, That's my little horn. Again, I didn't get up till, like, 4 o'clock in there because, first of all, Cousin Brittany talked to, talked to us uh, about him. I heard. You know, at first they wasn't giving, which I felt some type of way about that. But I feel like if you should get your vendors an option to get bottles if that's what they wanted to get. Right. Um. So she talked us up on a bottle and she got us some Casamigos. First of all, I now understand why motherfuckers was flipping and doing all kind of dumb shit on Casamigos. It's so smooth. It goes down. He's like, out of all the tequila I done drank in my life, Casamigos is the smoothest shit in the world. So it, it goes that. down, then it goes down. Yeah. Um, We were drinking it with lemonade. Beautiful combination. People sleep on lemonade as a, as a uh, mixer. But it was amazing. Like... Next thing I know, we all walk around, we dancing, we just Big Bryant, me, Brittany, we all, shit, we feeling the show at this point. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shout out to Cobra Flair, too. Um, A lot of people don't know, this baby been doing videography and photography. I've been on Facebook and been Facebook friends with him since, ooh, I want to say like 2012. So it's been almost 10 years since I've been following this young man. And to actually see him in person. Like, I followed him when he still had his dreads. Before he got married to his wife and he had his first son. 
um, I've seen the whole transition and I loved it. Like I love everything this young man does and I'm on I'm in Facebook jail for thirty days so I couldn't congratulate him like I wanted to, but I'm gonna send You're him a message. You're such a fucking criminal. Oh, you know it. I'm a Facebook felon. Um, but I am going to hit him up in Messenger and let him know that I'm very proud of him and I love the work that he does and I love the work that he did that night. Um, because I'm quite sure because he took pictures of all of us, like mm-hmm. he recorded all of us. Because like, we never had a chance to talk to him. Yeah, he was just on the yeah, fucking move. Yeah. So. I definitely want to send shots out to him. Cobra Flair, baby is the coldest, one of the coldest that I know as far as videography. Um, he also showed Big Brian a few things as, you know, the night went on. Um, they also agreed to collab on certain shots for our video. Um, nice. Yeah. So it was just like a beautiful thing. Like, and the, the artist was performing for both cameras, you know what I'm okay. saying? So, it was, it was... Learning how to work a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was good for them, too. Uh-huh. Um, so, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely looking forward to hearing them young men. Because they don't sound like typical Cleveland artists to me. They got their own sound, their own... Yeah. Their own swag, so I like it. Um, I honestly want to introduce Young Bull to Omar. Okay. Because he's only like maybe 21 at most. Um, who, who's the young man who, now I missed his name. I couldn't hear nothing. Uh-huh. Who was the young man who was the producer who worked with the different artists? Atlanta, and, uh, LA. He follows me now on social media and I cannot remember his name, but great young man from the land he no longer lives in the land he's lived in uh several different places mm-hmm. um but like he said in order for him to be seen and get recognized in what he was doing he had to go he had to leave now a lot of the artists who start in cleveland in order to make it gotta go they have to leave cleveland to do so even though to survive in cleveland alone is a market in of itself yeah a lot of people don't realize that if cleveland don't give the go-ahead as far as the music goes you ain't really going nowhere as an artist no um which is the weirdest thing but we got it's just like before all artists we don't show them the love the love that they're supposed to receive um unless they like your family members shit like that mm-hmm. um so with that being said Saturday was an epic, epic evening. Like, um, this is what Muffy's event should have been like, but it was during COVID. I'm about to say we were in COVID. We At the beginning COVID, of COVID. And it was like the, they hadn't even started doing vaccines yet. So nope. it was just more so like, we're in COVID. Um, yep. So, speaking of which, UH has given everybody a uh, um they're trying to go with the mandate, but the Supreme Court upheld it. I mean, held it up. No, no, no. 
they blocked it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. blocking it. Like, they're saying that the president is overstepping his bounds, in which we know what president's supposed to do. Yes, he is overstepping Because we bounds. talked about it, or I was talking to my other employees mm-hmm. today. And, you know, I told you my thoughts on it. Uh-huh. I mean, and again, like I say, for, to each his own. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? If you feel that it's right for you, go, go for, for it. it. If you don't, then that's leave, okay. Leave, leave them alone. Like, and if you want to have a conversation about it, we most certainly can. But I'm not going to say anytime during a conversation, you should go do it. Yeah. I'll talk to you about your concerns, your fears. I'll tell you what I know, you know, and from both sides. Right. But once again, if you don't feel like it's right for you, don't do it. So, so at the end of the day, um, President Biden, which... He only gonna get one term. He ain't gonna make it to a second term. I mean, when you go into an office, your nickname is Sleepy Joe. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Yeah, and like I told people all the time, they're like, "Oh, well, Sleepy Joe gave us the money." And I said, "Pause. That was not Sleepy Joe's money to give." I said that money came from Donald Trump and his administration. Mm-hmm. What they did was put a pause on it. And didn't send it out until after Joe Biden became president so he could look like he was the good guy that sent the money. But it was like, no, that was all a part of the package that Donald Trump signed. And that's what other people don't understand. Like, when people, when shit happens, especially in the first year or so of your administration, Mm -hmm. you get to blame. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. You know, it's on you. Yeah. Not realizing that these things were in place prior to you coming. And the sad thing is, and this is what a lot of people don't realize, and um, I basically, um, I feel some type of way about this. Um, And this is why I was so against voting for him. Everything that Trump put into play to save children, he undid. Mm -hmm. Now, kids are coming up missing left and right again. It has slowed down completely damn near uh-huh. to where if a girl came up missing nine times out of ten you went and found her at a nigga house right but as far as like these babies being snatched and you not hearing and knowing where the fuck they at and this is that and the third like that shit had all but ceased you know and this takes us back to the, our last show mm-hmm. where we talked about the father mm-hmm. who went and got on, on the real life mm-hmm. taken yeah okay yeah um and I'm not blaming parents for, you know, I want to say losing track of your children. Yeah. I'm going to put I it mean, in that when, in that way because... But, but when they're teenagers, it's not losing track of them. Uh-huh. You have to let them... Yeah, make the mistakes, make bump their, their mistakes, heads. bump their head, but... Especially when you have a, a daughter with a boyfriend or a son with a girlfriend. If they are the wrong person... Uh-huh. And you push and say, no, stop, don't. Uh-huh. They're going to go forward and keep keep going until uh-huh. they bust their head. Uh-huh. Well, let me get back to the losing track part. Mm-hmm. So, you know, unfortunately, this world is not set up for the working parent. I, w- I would say mother if this was 10 years ago. But we've, you know, also noticed an uptick in a bum-ass bitch. Yeah. But... It's not set up for working parents. Yeah. So sometimes you have to leave your children mm-hmm. to their own devices yeah. in order for them to get to school, yeah. to get home from school. Yeah. And unfortunately, the results can be devastating. You know, I remember yeah. back 
when I was younger. And of course, it was kids getting snatched. Yeah. But, but not, not at like, this rate. Not at this so rate. So I was catching a bus by and myself. Most at, of the time, you would have been able to find them had they been snatched. I was catching a bus at 8. 8. We had to go to the rec center. We went to mm-hmm. uh, Sterling Rec on 32nd. Okay. My, I was 8. My sister was 9. Our neighbor was 9. And we rode in a little pack, mm-hmm. you know. Um you know, you could walk to school, but yeah. we walked in a pack. Yeah. Because there was a lot of kids around. Yeah. And now, you don't even know your neighbor. Yeah. Because home ownership is on a decline. Yeah. Renters in and out. Some people live there for a year. Some people live there for 30 years. Yeah. But you don't get a chance to know your neighbor. Yeah. The community, the sense of community. It's gone. And it, like it circles me back gone. to your mom. Yeah. You know, how she would be that mom on the corner, mm-hmm. standing there, you know, maybe selling dope. No, I'm just joking. But... <laughs> You know, she watching, she watching the kids, right? Like you want to roll a seven and an eleven. That's what you need. First go. Yeah, Right. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Me and Jay was watching uh, Raising Canaan, right? Mm-hmm. So I was explaining to her how to make drugs, uh-uh. and she said, "How do you know this?" I said, "Your mom knows a lot." Oh, baby, I, I, I wasn't I, always a grown up. Life. Before you, huh? I, I wasn't always a you know responsible I adult. Before you, because I believe. Hey. She thought that shit was so hilarious. Oh Lord, I can't wait to see my little friend. So, which little friend? My little friend that I be kicking it with. Ooh, me um, either. He, yeah, he anti. I like it that way. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Like, a whole little vibe is just cool. Um, so, so what did you think of my friend? Honestly, like I told you, don't show nobody else them pictures. Them pictures don't do that man no justice. He actually looks way better in person. Don't you show them pictures to nobody Them the else. pictures he sent me. No, don't, Tell him. No, 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 no. You so, go and you take a picture of him. Like, I should have took a picture of y'all last night. That way, it could have been a decent fucking picture. Y'all not finna be sending these wolf pussy pictures out to people talking about, oh, that's my boyfriend. No. I don't have a boyfriend. Well, <laughs> your significant other. Your, my your... mom was very concerned about his age. How old did he look to you? Did it be a year or age? How old did he look to you? He looked like he about 35. Between 35 and, and, and 40. Okay, so he's 38. He's about five months older than me. Oh, shit. Wait, I'm thinking he gonna be like, you know. My mother thought he was in his 20s. She was very concerned about his age and actually talked to my sister about it first before she asked me. But he don't look like he in his 20s. That's what he mom like said. a fully grown ass man. <laughs> so. But think about it. How men looked in their twenties when she was coming up. It like they was forty. Uh-huh. They looked like they was forty. You know what I'm saying? Like they had the facial hair, they had all that shit. Like the men in our age range, they look their age. Like, you know, some look younger, you know. Especially if you don't do no damn drugs. Yeah, and he doesn't. He barely he took one shot last night. Yeah. And he had a good time and then he bounced. Um yeah. So he um his one friend, white boy Steve was supposed to come. 
Okay. But his um his ex wife didn't come get the kids. Okay. Um, I think they're at the gym right now. So, relationships. Me and my sister were talking. No, me and me and Bug was talking about it earlier. Just relationships. Period. Yeah. She has a business relationship. Yeah. And she feel and I don't want to say obligated, but she feels as though she doesn't want to leave the person that she's working with mm. because it seems like everything this woman tries to do falls apart. This is her words. Uh-huh. Falls apart. Mm-hmm. So this morning, like they work out of her house. Uh-huh. So Bug had a client coming and um it was time to open up the shop. Yeah. She talking about some she don't want to come downstairs and open the door. So, and I had to explain to her, I said, what she's doing to herself and what she's doing to you is not fair to either one of you. She is literally putting her own selfishness as an entrepreneur in front of business. This is not just her. This is yours. This is how you make your money. And I had to tell her, I said, if it's falling apart, it's because of her. It's not because of nothing that you're doing or not doing. Yeah. You know, you're being loyal to a singing shit. There it is. I was gonna say, um, there's a uh, a training that we did, uh-huh. and it was like, you got you know your deck hands, you got your first mates, and then you got the people that put the holes in the sails. Uh huh. Okay, that woman took the the sharpest of shears and went and started at the top and made little uh accordion, uh-huh. you know, paper uh, dolls with yeah. it. Okay? That's how good she is at fucking up her own shit. So, me, we, you know, we so kept talking. At the end of the day, she's gonna have to let that <clears> shit <throat> sink. And if she has an abandoned shit. She's looking at another opportunity at a different place. Um, I want to say up on Van Aiken. Okay. And I was trying to tell her, like, look, you don't have to be, you gotta do what's right for you and your family. Yeah. You know, not to say her husband. Her husband did a great job. Um, and she was actually looking into going back to her old job. She was like HR with the city somewhere, uh-huh. you know, um, maybe not the city, something with water. Okay. I can't remember. Hell, it could have been the, the Culligan Water Company. I don't know. But, um, I can't remember, but she had a, a really good job mm-hmm. and then she took time off with the stay. She's been a stay at home mom for three years. Um, and now she does nails yeah. and she had a nice setup in her house, but my son's here and he runs around and he's going to come in here. Yeah. I want to go somewhere else yeah. and not have all this foot traffic in my damn yeah. house. So she goes with another nail artist and um, it's just bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, even if, you know, you don't have to make the money to per se pay the bills, you know, I you still have a, a thought in your mind. When I first started out doing nails, you know, they give you your little permit to, to work until you go stay bored. Mm-hmm. Um, the first shop that I went to, um, she basically, um, like most of my nail clients came in the evenings because, uh-huh. you know, they work shit like that. Right. I preferred my nail clients to have jobs. Right. That way. I know you're going to come back. Yeah. Um, so this particular shop, she wanted to charge us if we didn't have clients while she was there. What? Because she's like, I work during a certain time and I shut the shop down at a certain time. If you're going to be in here after that, I'm going to charge you extra. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's time for me to go home. 
plus the fact her shop was, you know, and I don't, I don't knock nobody for their religious views and what they, you know, believe in. But when you run a business, some stuff you have to leave out. Like, yeah, you might, you know, like you sitting up, and then the thing was, you would sit up there and, and listen to all the Tyler Perry gospel and all this shit, but then you would talk about every client that left your fucking chair. Right. So that whole energy and atmosphere turned me off. So I went back home until I found the shop that worked for me. Okay. So um, she felt some kind of way after that, but like I told her, I said, the way you run your business does not, not work for me. This does not work for me. Mm-hmm. It works for you, but it does not work for me. I'm in here with you on Saturday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, and you only got like four or five people that want to get their nails and their toes done. And it's like, I'm up too early for just four or five people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, when I got to the other shopper who would come in on a Saturday morning, we would be there at 7.30. Yeah. 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. And... Nine times out of ten, these women want to date, like, while they sitting under the dryer, they want their nails done. Yeah. Or while they sitting under the dryer, they want their feet done. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or, anything, or after they get, because she had the, uh, the petty chair. Uh-huh. So, after they would get out to, you know, get their hair done, they would sit in the petty chair, get a pedicure, I would get their pedicure. That was 40 bucks a pop. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, I made more money. That because for one, she kept her shop open till 7 o'clock. And don't get me wrong, she was a religious lady, too. Uh-huh. But her religious belief was her religious belief. She didn't put it off on everybody else. I hate that. So that was like my whole big thing with the first shop. Uh-huh. You're pushing your views on everybody. And at the same time, being a fucking dick. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm going to go over here. And I did. I stayed there until I went to the barbershop in the flats. Okay. Honestly... Hindsight being 2020, I should have stayed where I was. Okay. But, you know, I was with Shake and Bake at the time, and he was, you know, trying to um, support my dream, you know, at the time. And I, I give him huge credit because he would take me to school sometimes, pick me up, and he was at my graduation. Like, uh-huh. he made it his business to be there. And I didn't think that he was. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So he surprised the shit out of me. Like, when we came out the back, you know, how they you know they do the clap out or whatever. We came out the back and they clapped us out or whatever. He was sitting right there next to my mother. And, like, as far as, like, practicing on the hands and all that shit, like, I did so many manicures on his fucking hands that it wasn't even funny. My very first business card uh-huh. that I did, his hands, like, the cards were so fucking fire, and it was so funny because, like, right after I did that card, everybody else wanted to start getting naked on their business cards. Now, my business cards basically had um, my one girl, Stacy. She had a cold ass shape. This is before she had kids. Uh-huh. She still got a cold ass shape now, but she her shape was, like, super cold before she had babies. Um, so, she had on some little black lace panties. Uh-huh. And I, I did her nails real good, and she put her hands on her ass. So that was the front part. That was the back part of the card. Mm-hmm. The front part of the card was my chest with his hands manicured, very well manicured, buff to a shine, because I hate men with clear polish. That was like my pet peeve. Because it grows out, too. Yeah. 
Um, so he had his hands right here mm -hmm. on my chest. And that's all you saw was cleavage in his hands. Mm -hmm. And that was my business card. And it was like, we moved so fast through. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, he, hindsight, like I said, I should have stayed where I was, even though the flats was a great opportunity. Barbershops are completely different than beauty salons. Uh, yeah, I, I worked in a barbershop. Um, and if you around the wrong type of niggas, they will try to fuck you. Absolutely. Um, And they also knew what Shake and Bake was doing outside of me. Uh-huh. So, one day, we was at the shop. You know, I'm doing nails or whatever. He's like, I'll be right back. I gotta go downstairs real quick. So, the owner knew what he had went downstairs to do. Uh-huh. So, he kept trying to get me to come downstairs. The chick that he's married to now was downstairs in front of the barbershop. She didn't know that I worked there. Mm -hmm. Had no clue. But they were trying to get me to come downstairs and to see. see for myself what was going on. Like, hey, this nigga ain't all like, because the owner used to try to hook me up with Browns players, shit like that. Like, hey man, trust me, you want to take this opportunity versus stay loyal to that. Uh huh. And I'm like, I don't want to build my name like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to build my brand and build my name. I want it built on integrity. Not me laying on my back to get where the fuck I, I, I want to be. Mm -hmm. And that, so that was like a major bone of contention because he used to always say, like, you know, you ain't got to take no boo from you. Fuck with me, right? And I'm like, mm -mm. no, I'm cool. Because you're supposed to be shaking back pussy. You ain't supposed to be trying. Trying. You know what I'm saying? So when shit just didn't work out and I went home, they called him and told him all kind of crazy shit. And he believed it. Coincidentally, this is the time that I told him that's why I got a new nigga and this nigga bigger than yours now. That's where that whole shit came from. He like, you down there fucking with them niggas? I said, who the fuck told you that? They told me. I said, dude, do you realize they was trying to break us up the whole fucking time? Do you realize that nigga was trying to set me up with football players the whole fucking time? The minute you left me alone with them, they all was trying to take me from you. And you didn't realize it. Mm-mm. But, or, or are you talking to me because you, uh, you have, you, uh, what's it called? When you push it off on somebody else? Deflecting. Yeah. Because of what you're doing. Yeah. And that's basically what it boiled down to. It was definitely deflection at the time. And just so happened that night, as he had the gun to my hip in the car because he put a gun on me. Um, as he had the gun to my hip in the car, she called. She was parked in his driveway. I remember that. Yeah. And he cussed her out and told her to get the fuck out and go home. But again, why did we even have to go through that? But we were young. You know what I'm saying? Like at the time... He hadn't even turned 30 yet. I was only 27. 26. I was 26. I hadn't even turned 27. So I was only 26. We was four years apart. 
like literally right after that, my grandmother got sick. Mm-hmm. So it was like everything just started going haywire. Like every piece of my world that I thought was my world at that time crumbled. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to hold on to something. You know how you, you hold on too long and it fucks you up more than it's mm-hmm. supposed to? And that's what happened with me and him. I held on too long, mm-hmm. hoping and wishing for something that I knew in my heart of hearts I truly did not want. I didn't want to be the wife. Because I knew what? what it was going to be. Like, I saw me in her position. And the same shit happening to her happened to me. And you ain't want it. And I didn't want that. He asked me to marry him twice. Mm-hmm. And I told him each time, no. The first time he asked me, I didn't know he was living with her. The second time he asked me, I knew he was with her. And I'm like, nigga, you're not about to leave that girl. And I'm not about to marry you. And I left it at that. Did it hurt when I found out he was getting married to her? Yeah, because at the end of the day, that shit hurt. Yeah. Um, does it still hurt to this day? A smidgen. Not as much as it did then. When it was fresh. When it was fresh. Um, and like I like I was telling Stroke, when we were sitting up talking one night, and I told him, I said, I stayed fucking with him for years out of spite to her until I realized I was cheating myself out of somebody who could really love me for me. Or right. somebody who could give me the time of day. Or somebody who could just be with me when I needed to be with me. Now, you can have a woman, but marriage is a whole nother ball game that I don't want to be involved in. Um, I don't want to be that outside woman. Uh-huh. Like, now, I mean, and he did tell her before he married her he wasn't going to ever leave me alone. And Stroke explained it in male fashion as to what it was. Well, I kind of wish he was here tonight to kind of give his male aspect on relationships. But um, he basically said that he was talking about uh, the divorce rates. Uh-huh. And he was saying that women are the, are the ones who are filing for divorce. Because they realize they don't have to stay in a situation that's going to fuck them up in the long run. Uh And he was saying that men don't think like that. Men will stay in a relationship until they kill them. Yeah. I heard that. I was here for that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he was saying, like, you know, dudes, he was like, he probably do still love you. He probably never will stop loving you. Uh Uh-huh. But. He in a fucked up situation. It's po- It's very. And this is something I've learned. It is very possible to still love somebody, mm-hmm. or even the love that you have for them transition to a different type of love, mm-hmm. and not be with them. Yeah. Um. I was talking to my sister earlier today, and I told her, you know, because if you sit back and look at who all was there last night, mm-hmm. okay, blue jogger suit. Mm-hmm. His brother was my first. That's mm-hmm. how I know him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Gray hoodie. Mm-hmm club kids together. Mm-hmm. Fuck around with him for quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was some other people that actually didn't come, but um, the point is, I care for them each in a different way. Yeah. You know? And do I care for you now? Absolutely. 
if something happens to you and you call me at two in the morning, I will be there. Yeah. You know, I will take your ass home, talk about you, and then check on you in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, but am I going to lay down with you? No. 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 Am I going to be upset that you are happy in whatever relationship that mm-hmm. you're or that you're in a relationship yeah. period? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm going to be happy for you. Yeah. Um, because I want you to be happy. Yeah. You know, that's, I, I, that's how much I care about you. Yeah. I want you to be happy even if it's not with yeah. me. So when, you know, light skin and gray hoodie, mm-hmm. they come over usually something on, that's what I was supposed to go to Vegas with. Okay. Um, they um come over, we sit there, we talk shit, we make fun of each other and the dumb shit that we do. Uh, light skin got this on again, off again relationship with this girl he didn't have for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not that long, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gray Hoodie can't stop messing with them drugged out Ashtabula hoes. I don't oh, know shit. what's his issue. So when we was fucking around, he said I broke him and his girlfriend up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you had a girlfriend. Yeah. So I'm not going to take blame for that. Yeah. You know? Um, yes, you did. You met her. I met her after y'all broke up. I was introduced to her as your ex. Yeah. I didn't know she was current when we met. Yeah. Nothing I should do with me. Right. Um, so I never felt really bad about that. Um, but one day I came to his house, and he like, you had to plug the light in uh-huh. when you came in the room. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find a plug. And I can't find, he's like, don't turn the light on, don't worry about it, he's about to just lay down. Well, I got the light plugged up. It was glitter all over his bed. And I was tired. I said, change these sheets. We will talk about this in the morning. You know? And that's the one I used to fight. You remember uh, Ronald Reed? Wendy said, married to Precious now? No. Okay. So... Me and him was cool because he's cool. He knew my sister husband. Uh-huh. So one night we were talking, and he's a, he's an accountant. Uh-huh. And he was in school, uh-huh. and he was like, I can't figure this problem out. I said, well, tell you know, read it to me. Uh-huh. So he's reading me the problem. It was a math problem. And um, literally, I'm helping the nigga with his homework. Like, there's nothing between me and Ronald Reed. Uh-huh. We was cool. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So... We getting to it. I mean, we getting to it. There's a big ass hole in his wall. I pushed him into the wall. Um, so he didn't believe I was just helping somebody with their homework. Like that probably sounded the stupidest thing because I wasn't in school at the time for him me to say, but it was the truth. Right. So that pretty much brings us back to the whole first communication. Mm-hmm. So. If you listen to what is being said to you, mm-hmm. you can take it one of two ways. Mm-hmm. You can listen to what you're being... Actually, you can take it a bunch of different ways. You can listen to what is being said to you, mm-hmm. or you can just hear the words. Yeah. Okay? And most people just hear words. Most people just hear words. They're not actually listening, because most people hear so they can rebuttal. Yeah. They're not listening to hear what's going on. To soak so it in. Yeah. So, um, and this is why I'm not a good arguer. Yeah. I'm not a good arguer, especially in a passionate argument. If you're not listening, I'm done talking. Yeah, I'm going to shut and down. And I'm going to start hitting. I'm not even going to start hitting. I'm just going to shut down. Like, And that was the one thing that was like a big thing with me and Shake and Bake. Like, he would accuse me of something. And I'd be like, dude, I didn't do that. Yeah. 
yes, the fuck you did, yeah, 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 yeah. and I would just literally just shut down and stop mm-hmm. talking to him. He like, well, you know, when you do that, that just means you guilty. I said, no, that means you ain't listening. That means you not even trying to hear it, cause like I told him, I said, you've been accustomed to thinking the worst of me for years. Mm-hmm. You don't even want to ask what happened or why. You just automatically assume that what X Y Z say is what it is. Is what it is without coming to the horse and asking the horse what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, fast forward. Well, we, no, we ain't gonna fast forward. We gonna rewind back to even before that happened, before he the, the, the gun on the hip thing. Um, we got into it one day, and both our boys was in the living room. Um. He went through my phone. Now, out of all of the years we done been together, all the nights we laying in bed, your phone blowing the fuck up, and all this shit, I never, not once, decided to go through your phone. I didn't want to know. Because I already felt it. So I knew what you was doing. I just didn't want true confirmation. Uh-huh. Um. If you don't look for it, you won't find exactly. it. Exactly. So... He went through my phone one day. Mind you. Would you care for some more bubbly, ma'am? Oh, no, I'm cool. Um, Babysitting. He basically went through my phone and found the picture that I had sent to somebody. Mind you, it was just my face. Uh Uh-huh. This is selfie. Dude was like, you know, I just want to see your face this morning. I was in school. You know, I was going to try to see it at the time. And he like, I just want to see your face. Smile for me. So I sent him a picture of me smiling. That was literally it, bro. What? No. I didn't send no news. Wasn't no new pictures in my phone. None of that. He flipped the fuck out. Bitch, I knew he was cheating on me. Da 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 da. Choke me up by my neck. We get to working. Because for one, I'm not going to let you do this to me in front of my son or your son. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pulled a knife on him. Knocked. I pulled one of them. I knocked all that shit over off his dresser. I mean, all of it. Took my one motherfucking arm and cleared that bitch. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Grabbed my son and I left. Balling. Face red, swole, because we been working. He crying, I'm crying, we crying. Before I made it down the street, come back. Come back. You need to talk. I'm sorry. I love you. You need to talk. I ain't mean it. I'm sorry. But by that point, I didn't want to talk to him. I said, I got clients. I got to go do hair. Fuck you. I'm not talking to you for the rest of the fucking week. And I literally did. He came over to my house and knocked on the door while I was doing hair. He like, I need to talk to you. Being that they were older women and they saw how he was looking, even my grandmother now, that was like, no. Stop. Go talk to him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I swear to God, I'm sorry. I ain't never mean to put my hands on you. And I'm like, yeah, no. We not, we not about to do this. Mm-hmm. I said, because you pulled me out my hookup. I don't do this. Right. I don't. I don't argue like this. I don't go. But the nigga, like, for some reason, I just couldn't shake him. And it just, I, it come from me being with him for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, indifferent. I was with him. Right. Um, 
Like, yeah, I fucked around. He fucked around. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't perfect. He wasn't perfect. Only thing is, his un- not being perfect resulted in babies. And a marriage. And a marriage. Every baby that I got pregnant with, I lost. Mm. So it was not meant for me to have a baby by this man. Mm-hmm. Because after I stopped fucking her, when I didn't even stop fucking him, I just started doing my one-two. I got pregnant by somebody else. Right. Um. So it's like, it's the weirdest shit because it's like, I didn't know how to move on for a long time after that. Um, part of the reason I had postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know who her daddy was at first. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I had an inkling. I just didn't want it to be him. It'd be like that. up doing him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the fact that I know I was still sleeping with this one with Shake and Bake. Um, his family automatically thought that's what it was. That's what it was. Um, most people who like even my family automatically thought oh y'all finally having a baby together. And I'm like I don't think so. Like Peacock he was the first person that I you know so when Shake and Bake found out I was pregnant. And he was like, first of all, no. This this was the kicker. This is when, you know, he like really fell out for a minute, which is why he didn't find out I was pregnant for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only was he fucking me, he was fucking a couple of other bitches. And this was even before he got married to his wife. Uh-huh. They were just living together at the time. Um He contracted something. But it wasn't for me. Because when I went to the doctor, I was perfectly fine. So I told him, I said, listen, you ain't going to come blame me for your fuck up. I had to get my coochie check because you done fucked up. So you done added extra bitches into your little triangle of shit that you got going on. And instead of you want to check them bitches, you want to come and check me. No. You better tell your motherfucking wife where you got it from, bitch, because it wasn't for me. And I ain't fucking you no more at all. Fuck you. Right. And I left him alone for a long time. Um, fast forward to I'm five, six months pregnant. I'm still, at this point, I'm still going to church with his family. Uh-huh. So they're still thinking, you know, even when she was born, like when I first brought her to church on Easter Sunday, that was the first time I had brought her to church. And, you know, because I had healed a little bit. Mm-hmm. I had her in January, so Easter was in March that year. Yeah, you had her so, take some time. Um, I took her to church. Everybody in the church was staring at my baby. And then they just took her from me. Like, get her here. And me and my mother was laughing because I'm like, you feel that? She's like, yeah, I feel that. And it's like every time we turned around, we would catch somebody staring at the baby. Mm-hmm. So they basically was trying to look to see. And his cousin was like, girl, Bob, we know his kids. Give us that baby. But both my kids came out looking like him. Which was the weirdest shit ever. Like, I didn't fuck him the whole time I was pregnant with Duder. I didn't fuck him the whole time I was pregnant with Book. But both of my kids came out looking just like him. Uh-huh. 
Um, Bug looked like him until she was about four or five years old. If you didn't know who Omar's real father was, mm-hmm. you would assume that that's his real father. Because when he was about three, four, five years old, he looked just like him. Hair, the whole man, like it was just super weird how they looked alike. Uh huh. Um, but like I said, I had to realize that I was selling myself short in order to completely walk away from that. And like I was telling Stroke the one night, I was like, I felt her energy. That's why I can't fuck with him no more. I said, the energy, the, the, the feeling that she felt, knowing that he out fucking me, I felt in the pit of my stomach. Uh-huh. And that, the very last time me and him fucked, this was two years ago. Um... When I tell you, like, I was sick to my stomach, I was crying, like, crying, bawling. And I said, this is her feelings. This ain't me. Mm-hmm. This is her energy. You can talk all that shit you want to, like, oh, we don't fuck, we don't do this, you're alive. You're fucking her. That's your wife. Why would you not be? Y'all live in the same fucking house. Right. Now, whether y'all fucking right now or not, I don't care. That ain't my business. That ain't my business. Um, but, like I said, I had to recognize that I was selling myself short. Mm-hmm. I deserved more than what he was giving me. Mm-hmm. I deserved more than just sitting around waiting for him to decide what the fuck he gonna do. So I moved on. Mm-hmm. And I literally stopped talking to him and he was like i wish you would have just explained to me no when i said no because when i explain it to you you still let it go in one ear and out the other because you want what you want because it's not what you want to hear you're selfish you want me to always come to you like when i first moved over here and he realized that i didn't have a stove or a refrigerator at the time he like you got me fucked up he went and bought me a stove. Mm-hmm. He was like, had I not kn- had I known that you didn't have a refrigerator either, I would have bought you both. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. He like, you're not gonna buy me either. He like, you gotta learn to let people help you sometimes. He like, I'm not trying to fuck. I just want you to have what you need mm-hmm. in your house. He was like, you got my kids, regardless of whether they my blood kids or not. These is my kids. And my kids ain't going to be in here without you being able to cook for them the proper way. Right. And my mother even sat down and told me, she was like, you got to start learning to let people help you. She was like, now whether he got ulterior motives, you'll find out later. But let that man help you if he can. You know what this reminds me of? When Kevin Hart was saying his father was petty. Uh-huh. And if he bought you a steak and got mad, he'll take this t- uh-huh. steak take out the pan. Steak. Uh-huh. Hot as fuck. Got that Put it in my hand. Put it in my hand. But it was just like, damn, you know, um, it was just a weird little, it was just weird. You know, it was a weird time in my life. Um, He also realized that he had to let me go. Mm-hmm. And that was something that he still 
not doing. And he told me to my face, he said, I ain't gonna never let you go. He like a nigga come to me and tell me it's a rap. Mm-hmm. He gonna marry you and that's gonna be the end of it. He like, nah, I still never let you go. He was like, if you ever call me and need anything, I'm coming. Period. And I told him, I said, you not still supposed to love me like this. He like, I can't help it and I'm not gonna stop. And I'm like, I have love for you, but I'm not in love. With and that's you that anymore. that's that that transitional love. Yeah, you know um, the way he said it. I can get what he's saying. Mm-hmm. More or less, I'll be here for you. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not letting you go. That sounds possessive. Yeah. And that's where the issue comes in for me. Yeah. So, once again, communication. So, we were talking, and I was talking to a guy last year, uh, the girl Bree that was there, my mm-hmm. other nurse. Mm-hmm. It was her husband's cousin. Mm-hmm. I actually met him mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. about midnight this morning. Mm-hmm. Um... He had come to my house after my last party. Like, he mm-hmm. was coming in and everybody else was leaving. Mm-hmm. We had talked on the phone a couple of times. I never had actually met. Mm-hmm. So, I was on some bullshit and nothing happened. I was too drunk. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, he had gotten laid off earlier in the year mm-hmm. because he was working downtown uh-huh. in the parking lot. Right. And, of course, everything was shut down. Right. There's no work. Right. So, it just co- it coincided with his mother's uh, 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 reappearing mm-hmm. cancer. Mm-hmm. So that time off was good for him. Yeah, you know, and then she went into remission. So it was it was good. Right. Um, she probably went to remission about August or September. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's December, mm-hmm. and this is the, when they were first talking about the. The money stopping. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they were talking about it. Mm-hmm. It took me four days. Because I know me. Mm-hmm. And let Andrea tell it. When I say something, it's the best thing. It's just a flat out fucking question. I'll uh-huh. tell you why I ask things the way that I do. Mm-hmm. So, um, I it took me four days to figure out how to ask this question. Because this is a man. Mm-hmm. It's a grown ass man. He's about ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. Seven years older than me. Um, eight years older than me? Anyway. And... I never met somebody this old for this long. Mm-hmm. So, your take on how a woman should act may clash with the way that I act. Mm-hmm. Four days to ask this question. Do you want to know what the question was? Let me get the answer first. Let me get an answer first. You knew what this was. I told you. We gonna take it day by day. And if you don't like what I'm doing, then we can stop talking. What do you think the question was? What are we doing? Nope. Where do, where are we going with this? Mm. What? The question was literally, hey, have you seen the news? Do you know that they're about to stop the unemployment? Mm-hmm. What's the next move? Because I'm really good at writing resumes. Mm-hmm. That was the question. So, how did he get when that I ex- from that? okay? So he didn't answer the question I asked. 
he answered the question he wished I'd asked because he's already prepared for the answer. Thus, you've been holding on to that for a while, friend. Yeah. yeah. So I said, wow, okay. And I didn't say nothing else. So he's parked behind me in the driveway. So this is in my living room time. I had to go mm-hmm. to work. And he's usually I walk to his truck, give him a hug, and walk to my car because mm-hmm. he warms his truck up. And I walked to my truck. I said, have a good day. And I got in my car. We have nothing to talk about at this point. Yeah. You answered a question I did not ask you. That's horrible communication. Mm-hmm. So after that, I talked to him. When we was together, I set him up a dentist appointment. Mm-hmm. Well, I gave him the tools to do it. Because mm-hmm. um, he had fallen and cracked one of his teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was like maybe, this is the end of December. Mm-hmm. Right, right, either right before or right over Christmas. And I talked to him in March. I talked to him in January. His mm-hmm. birthday began in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to him in March and I asked him, did he make it to the appointment? He said, no, they pushed it back to July. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay. So fast forward to a couple weeks ago. I asked about him. Mm-hmm. I asked Bree's husband about mm-hmm. him and it wasn't like, Hey, get a phone to Gary. It was like, he was, we was on FaceTime and he mm-hmm. could hear me. Mm-hmm. And I said, how are you doing? He said, fine. You know, you should give him a call. I said, no. I ain't gonna call him. I just wonder how you doing. Yeah. You know? That's all. Because I did actually like him. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, but the communication wasn't there. Like, one day I came, I had, um, I don't think you ever saw my red couch. I had mm-hmm. this big, long-ass red couch. Mm-hmm. And, but it was very light. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't. Uh, move it to vacuum or sweep up under or whatever, I would literally pick it up. Mm-hmm. Just pick it up and stand it on the side. Mm-hmm. It's a lever, six simple machines. It's not fucking hard. Right. The couch is in the living room now. I pick them up. Mm-hmm. You know? I say pick them up like I'm Hercules. You know, tip them over. Mm-hmm. So it was in a dining room mm-hmm. last year because I had moved the other set into the living room. Mm-hmm. And I had to get it out. Mm-hmm. So I tipped the leather couch, the one that's in there now. Mm-hmm. I tipped that one up on its side. Mm-hmm. And he, I told him, I said, I want to get this stuff into the dumpster in the morning. But he slept in because he worked second shift mm-hmm. when he did work. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting on you. Yeah. I'm so used to doing shit by myself mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting on you. Right. So he, I didn't know he came downstairs and went to the bathroom. So I'm in there tipping the couch. You know, apparently that scared him. You are six, like eight or something like that. How the fuck did I scare you? By doing something on my own and not waiting on you? Mm-hmm. I need answers. You know? I'm not, I, I can't, things I can do for myself, I'm going to do for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask for your assistance. If you care to assist, more by all means. But if you don't, guess what? I'm still going to get it's it done. still going to fucking get done. Yeah. You know? But I ain't going to lie. It'd be a lot of times where I call my brother and tell him I need help. He ain't got time to help me. So I start taking the shit apart myself. Here, but there was an hour. One time I took my car door off. Well, um, I, um, I have not been in a committed relationship up until Furniture Man. Okay. Or, a.k.a. Mr. Mr. Nigga. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time I tried a relationship since Shake and Bake. 
Um, and it started out good. Um, but I didn't realize what the red flags were. Okay. Until <coughs> I looked back at it. Like, um, when we first started fucking around or whatever, and you came and got me, and you found out I was on the bus and everything, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll catch the bus to work. He like, um, I got another car. If you want to use it, you know, you're more than welcome. I'll, you know, do what little repairs need to be done on it and, you know, bring it to you. And I'm like, no. Thank you, but no thank you. We literally just spoke the other night. I don't want that to be, that's going to be a control issue. Yeah. And I started seeing like little shit like you wanted to have control. Yeah. But that's because you have no control in your own life as to shit that you need to be doing. So you want to take control of somebody else. And it's like, nah, baby, this ain't it. I, first of all, I'm not that chick. Then you wanted a chick who would, and like I said, while we wasn't potting, yeah, I go over and help him do little shit around his house uh-huh. because I was not doing anything but going to work. He wanted a housewife. Yes, and that's what he wants, and that's why he told me I wasn't wife material. I said, no, I'm not your wife material. Mm-hmm. I'm not what you want, mm-hmm. but also understand you ain't the man that I want either. Because you're showing your whole hand. You showed me your whole hand, and I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you did all of this before we moved into each other. So, you know, I think that the way that y'all ended mm-hmm. could have been better had he been better at communicating. Yeah. Um, no one is psychic. No one knows. You know, you can pick up people's habits. That's one thing. Yeah. But no one knows what you're thinking. So, you know, people say, oh, how long have you known him? And I say five years. Mm-hmm. I met him as soon as I broke up with Boo Man. Yeah. And they're like, huh? And I'm like, oh, this is like our third or fourth go-round. Yeah. Um, and the first time, it was legit. Yeah. You know. Um, don't get me wrong. He's always been cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the second time, kind of the same, but more emotion involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this the third time. And I would fade to black. I wouldn't talk to him for six months to a year, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then I don't know where he'll come. Call me. And we'll talk about what, you know, in the beginning it was, I want this. Right. I, and it wasn't just, it wasn't like we didn't t- hang out or, you know, none of that shit. It mm-hmm. wasn't like we didn't do none of that stuff. But primarily the motive was sex. Right. You know. Um so this time, and he had some other stuff happening in his life as well. And I told shit, this time I was about to fade to black again. I told him. I said, before I fade to, fade to black, let me say this. Because we stated this time around, we're going to communicate better. And that was all it took. You know, not to throw the first day leaving, because you've been through that before. Mm-hmm. But this time I'm going to leave, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. And if you want this, this is what you're going to have to do. Yeah. And vice versa. Right. Which, by the way, I didn't fucking threaten to stab him. That shit didn't happen. I'd say no. I remember everything else besides trying to stab him. Is, that's weird. Weird shit. Um, 
I just said with 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 dude, he his communication skills fucking suck. Unless it's about money. Okay. Um outside of money, no, he does not know how to communicate. Um, but I also know that not only does he not know how to communicate, he also has mother issues. Oh. He blames his mother for her and her da- her and his dad not staying together. But you were also a child. You don't know what happened. What truly happened? All you know is you know what your daddy told you. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what really was going on because for one you were the baby that's another issue uh-huh you were the baby and you didn't get your mother's attention like you thought you were supposed to get but had you did what the fuck you were supposed to do yes don't get me wrong all of us fell into that little trap of getting money and working and shit like that when we were teenagers but niggas you stuck in that in that frame because you didn't elevate yourself. Everybody around you elevated. And now you got like a little jealous streak. Yeah. Because again, there was no possible way you should have been at your cousin's event supporting them. Mm-hmm. You won't. And that was a perfect networking event. Very. Like you could have been networking your business while you were there. Mm-hmm. Seeing how they run a record label, seeing how they do this, this being that you want to own a record label. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that they're doing already, you want to do. But guess what? You're not. They got solid chicks in their corner because they ain't being assholes to them. They elevated themselves. So now, was, was light skin, bright eyes, uh, his wife? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's very sweet. Yeah. So, Dion got him a good woman. Mm-hmm. Paul got talent. He got a trade. He's a seamstress. Well, mm-hmm. not a seamstress, but he's a tailor. Mm-hmm. Um, you, on the other hand, all you know how to do is use your body to make money. He's a stripper? No. He, uh, he needs another job because Friday, Friday, but we need, I need a new headliner to beef corral. White bread and dropped out. When I say use his body, I mean you're moving shit and doing mm-hmm. shit like that. That breaks your body You're down. a laborer. Yeah, you're a laborer, so it's breaking your body down. Mm-hmm. Feet bad. You know, you just now turning 40. You ain't supposed to be walking around looking like that. You're 40? Yes. Wow. I'm just saying, I I would see them sitting down, so I don't know. Yeah. But when I met him, he didn't look like that. Mm-hmm. But we was young, too. So, you know what I'm saying? I was 16, and he was like 18, 19 years old. Again, he looked like the greatest nigga alive when I was younger. But you don't have that confidence that you used to have. Mm-hmm. You don't have that that swag that you used to have. It's just you you beat down by life, and you have fears mm-hmm. that debilitate you. Yeah, that exactly what it is. Like he would be mad at me because I would go in the store without a mask on, or because I would be around a group of people. Why are you around? Why? I'm not finna sit in that house staring at four walls all day. That's your mm-hmm. problem. And that's what I'm about to say. Every time I talk to you, what did y'all do? Who's at his house? And I remember the TV thing. Was it TV or your phone? My phone. I, like, what the fuck? But 
Like I told him, I said, when I come over here, this is your house. Mm -hmm. You're not going to come in here and say, oh, I don't want to watch that, change that. No, right. you were literally watching this when I walked through the door. Mm -hmm. So while you're watching this, if this is not something that intrigues me or make me want to watch with you, I'll play my game. And until you say, hey, but what you want to watch. realized, in hindsight, you was already starting to fuck around. Ah. That's why the issue became why you weren't on phone. Who was that? Deflection. Deflection. So that's when I was paying attention. It's like, and what was so crazy? Shaking back is like, nah, that ain't for you. He like Bishop Tutu ain't for you. Came up with the name instantly. Bishop Tutu ain't for you. Not Desmond though. And I'm like, really? He like that nigga look like Bishop Tutu. Had me hollering. So I'm like, okay. So when I told him, you know, what happened and all of that, and when it happened, because at first, even even the cannibal was like, y'all gonna get back together. Niggas was acting stupid right now because it's Valentine's Day. I said, no. It's been two weeks. Yeah. We not. It's a wrap. So come on, bring me that. I need that. That's why I'm calling. I right. need you to I didn't need for, I didn't need advice, Doctor Phil. I need no no. I don't need advice. I need you to come handle this. That's what I'm saying. I don't need advice because he wasn't handling this, and that was another thing. Like like I literally told you, my pussy literally stopped getting wet for him. Like he didn't even try foreplay. Like when we first started, you know, he was giving me head and stuff like that. But then as it, it went on, he didn't. He wasn't doing it no more. So I didn't do him. So you just want to shove your dick in my coochie and think that that's supposed to, you know. So it was like, nigga, I felt like I was seeing it and you was Mr. You know what I'm saying? Like, so at the end of the day, it was like, I was going to end up cheating on you regardless. Right. Even if I stayed with you for the convenience of cohabitating and not having to pay all the bills. Mm -hmm. I still would have, they still would have went downhill because I'd start cheating. Mm -hmm. Because you were not sexually satisfying. Right. On top of the fact, we don't have no communication. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the one time he was like, my, first of all, and I tried to explain it to him in the best way possible. He asked me that I want to go to Olive Garden. I said no. Right. Mom, too old for fucking Olive Garden. I can cook better than Olive Garden. By the shit, I can cook us some Olive Garden. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're I'm gonna like, have a couple tour Italy's. Right. So with I told, chicken. So I told him I was like, listen, I don't want to do that. Let's go to the zoo. I want to go see the lights at the zoo. Oh, the Chinese Lantern Festival. Yeah. <gasps> I so nice. To go, I wanted to go to that. I bought the tickets. I remember that. He gave me my money back. He didn't want to go. He wanted to sit in the house. And again, like, my friend asked me, like, how did you look? And I'm like, I, to me, I looked normal. Mm -hmm. I had on my little gray little one-piece little thing, my little sandals, and my hair was done. That was it. I didn't have on shit fancy. Nails wasn't done. But that shouldn't, to that. me, that's, I understand the question. But to me, that shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. As long as I look presentable. And that was the thing. And I'm going to walk on this bitch in a bonnet. But it wasn't me. It was him. It was him. He didn't feel like he could be up to par with me. 
then you don't you don't you don't bring somebody down to your level. You step up. And that was the thing. He was trying to bring me to his level. And once he realized he couldn't do it, he wanted to cut all ties. And I'm like, not only did he cut all ties, he kept some of my shit. So it's like, I remember that too. What the fuck is you doing? Like for real? That's the pettiest of the petty. But it's like, and this was shit that you did not buy because you didn't buy me shit. Like, mm-hmm. you might have gave me a couple dollars here and there or whatever, but for the most part, nigga, I helped you build your shit. But if you're sitting in the house smoking all motherfucking day long, I'm like, shit, nigga, you ain't doing what the fuck you supposed to be doing. I'm helping you sell your motherfucking book. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm helping you move your shit. I don't wash fucking cars, nigga. I'm that bitch. I don't do that shit. And I told him that. I said, nigga, you got me on 152nd helping you detail motherfucking cars in broad fucking daylight. Do you realize if a nigga that knew me pull up and say he gonna cuss me out and make me leave? Mm-hmm. Because this ain't my shit. Right. This ain't what I do. So at the end of the day, I stepped out of my comfort zone. To help you out. Mm-hmm. And try to help you build your brand. To try to support. To try to support you. You never not once came and jumped on the show. Or even came and sat while we were doing a show. To support me. Nope. So at the end of the day. It was really one sided. And I had to see that. That's why I was like. Eh, nah. So fast forward to the dude that. Came along in, in the picture. And. He was cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, well, he's cool for first impressions. But this ain't pocket meat, is it? No, not hell no, not pocket meat. Pocket meat, no. That's that's uh, no. I had to talk to him. I heard I, when I was trying to get dressed. I heard y'all talking about pocket meat. That shit was hilarious because he was telling he was like what through, he was like I came in on the ass end of the situation. He was like and I just had to know what the fuck pocket meat was. So that's when your mother was like, "Baby, you got." Bad judge I said that day I did. <laughs> when I was when I started explaining your mother and your aunt them they was rolling, they was like, Oh my god. I'm like, and he had on swim trunks. It was not that he had on regular shorts. He had on swim trunks. So dude, you got holes in your pockets. You got steak juice running down your leg all on your leg and shit. She's like, nah, boo. So um, this guy, he's a Capricorn. Um, he's forty-five. He um. He played a horn. He came on too strong for me. Oh, this next guy. I thought we were still yeah. talking about pocket meat. No, Sorry. no, we ain't fucking with pocket meat. We ain't even talking about pocket meat no more. Um, Capricorn. We don't call him Capricorn. He um, forty-five years old. Couple businesses, a couple hustles. Um. But what he's looking for, like he gave me that whole Mr. Nigga vibe. And I didn't want that. So, Thursday, I blocked him. I didn't unblock him to the day. But that's because I needed time to think on how I wanted to communicate with him without hurting his feelings. So I told him, I said, listen. I had to take some, some time to think and... I've come to the conclusion that I don't want to, I'm not ready to be in a relationship with nobody right now. I don't okay. want nobody's woman. I don't uh-huh. have the time to commit to mm-hmm. what you need. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Right now, all I need is a nigga with some dick and some financial. And this is my thing. I don't need the, I don't want to be the one, because he's like, well, I want I want a woman who, you know what I'm saying, when I come home from a long day's work, you know what I'm saying, she can, you know, rub my back for me and do some shit like that. And I'm like. You want a masseuse? I, I don't want to do that. You want to stop by massage and be on your way home? I like, don't want to do that. Like, see, I, I don't do think that. people understand that on top of also working 40 plus hours a yeah. week, we still come home. And do another job. To be mothers, our very first job. Yeah. So, and then I got to, and it's not, and I'm not saying that, where's, where's, where's the reciprocation? And that's my whole thing. Okay. And that was my whole thing. We're going to take turns. And that was my whole thing with Mr. Nigga. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't understand, or you, it ain't the fact that you didn't understand, you didn't care. Yeah. And. Because it sounds like you want a kept woman. Yeah. That's what you want to do. You want to have a housewife. Yeah. Who doesn't have to worry about shit. But you're not making the money. There it is. To where I don't have to worry about shit. Mm-hmm. My kids ain't your kids. Yep. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Ask you for everything? Hell no, that ain't me. You right. You knew that wasn't me when you met me. Yep. You knew that wasn't me when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Ain't shit truly changed about that. Mm-mm. If I'm going to work for eight hours a day, I have to come home, cook and clean in my own house. Mm-hmm. Then you want me to come cook and clean in yours, and you don't even have a fucking stove? Wait a minute, what? Yeah. My house is way more furnished than his. It sounds he like it echoes. Yeah. Now, granted, he got a pool table in his dining room. He got his little living room furniture. He got his bedroom furniture or whatever. But your house look like a bando. It does. And like I told him, he was like, well, we can move. I said, uh-uh, pause, boy. I don't live in bandos. I got kids. What the fuck is wrong with you? See, your kids don't live with you. Uh-huh. They live with their mother. So you could maneuver the way you want to maneuver because it's just you. Mm-hmm. I can't maneuver that way. It's not just me. Right. And you don't understand that. So since he didn't understand that, he had an issue with it. It, it. it sounds like he wanted to just pick up your whole life. Yeah. And move into that horrible driveway. Yeah. Driveway was terrible. Yeah. Like Which coincidentally he still lives there. Did, did they ever fix the driveway? No. God awful. So, end of the day, um, I told Lou that I, because every time he started talking, I started hearing that Usher song. You remind me of a girl that I once knew. I see your face whenever I when I I look I look at you at you wouldn't believe all of those things she put me through. This is why I just can't get with you. And that's literally how I felt with this dude. Like, yes, you got all this different little shit. You doing all this, but I can't be the woman you want me to be. What you're looking for, I can't be right now. Right. I'm not going to be because I have to be a mother to my daughter. That's not yours. I'm not even going to bring you in my house. See, because he like, well, he was like, well, I'll tell you like this. He said, I understand that. He like, and I do love your body, so I do still want a chance at that. Like I told myself, we can be friends with benefits. But right now, I can't commit. I don't have it in me to commit. And not to be what you want, because yeah, I've been here before yeah, and done that. Yeah. And that's actually, so tonight, 
I'm kind of glad we're not live. Otherwise, we'll be listening because he's at the gym. I don't want to press too hard. Mm-hmm. But I do have questions. Mm-hmm. And so far, my questions haven't been met with any hostility. Uh-huh. There's, honest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um. So when he was working, so he worked two jobs for four years. Mm-hmm. So he was used to working 16, 17 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um. And the only off day he had was Sunday. Okay. So I'm not going to take all your time. You know? Right. I just want some of your time sometimes. Yeah. You know? Um, like, I always used to go out to his office mm-hmm. and get his key. Mm-hmm. If he was getting off at, like, 1 in the morning or 1230, mm-hmm. I'm not waiting to come over there until 1230. I'm off at 9. I'm coming to get your key. And that was fine. And we did yeah. that. And he would bring food home and we would sit up right. and, you know, whatever. And that was fine for that time. So then he pandemic hit both jobs he worked from home mm-hmm. so i could go over there and just chill as long as he went on the phone right we were sitting there shooting the shit right you know having a good time so then we got to a point where we could start actually dating mm-hmm. going on dates on a regular basis right. and this is where we are now so even with um like monday nights he's in a bowling league the league is over now but um he would uh get Dumbo and we would mm-hmm. go to a restaurant mm-hmm. BJ's was like our go-to okay um because it was still open it was close to his house right and um bottom line here we are things have changed you had a little time to get used to it about a month mm-hmm. you know so what are we going to do now when you first took this job you stated Things would be different. I know you're getting used to it mm-hmm. um, because after I canceled the initial trip with gray hoodie and light skin, mm-hmm. um, the backup trip, not even the backup trip, it's just I didn't want to be out of town on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go to Vegas for Halloween. Uh-huh. And it just so happens the day that he would have got the response, he had to wait till that Friday to get the response for his vacation time mm-hmm. for November. Uh-huh. He got the offer mm-hmm. from the new place. Right. So, of course, he took it. Yeah. Um, and he's like, and I don't know if he knows that I remember things he says. Uh-huh. Because I said, well, tell me you got, you know, and then I talked to him about it after I said this, because it was kind of selfish when I said it, but tell him you have pre-planned vacation, pre-hired vacation. Because people, uh-huh. Josh yeah. asked you that, yeah. and he was like, I don't know if I could take it, because, you know, the training, uh-huh. you know what, my bad, I get it. That was selfish. And he was like, no, he was like, it's fine, and he wasn't mad about it. But he may have to go to California for three months. Oh, shit. In January. Okay. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Anyway, point is, I want to know what you want from me. So, Andrea, Mm -hmm. we was talking about something one day, and she said, well, you just say anything. I'm like, no, it's not that I say anything. It's like either I say it how I'm thinking it or I don't say nothing at all. And then you're left with unanswered questions. Uh-huh. And so one of the things I had to learn was you have to ask the hard questions. Uh-huh. Um, and this is something I told him, too. I said, if it's on my mind, I have to get it off now. Right. Otherwise, it's going to build up. Right. And it's not going to be pretty. Right. And it could be a simple-ass question. Right. It may come out fucked up, but... It's actually a question I need answered. You know, I may have a misunderstanding or... Right, right. 
I want to make sure we're on the same page. Right. You know, so you said your boyfriend. Bree said your boyfriend. I said, I don't have a boyfriend. I don't. You know? Who are you afraid with benefits? Your FWB. More than that. Until you put a title on it, that's what it is. So we call, we put a name on it. We actually put a label on it. Just being stupid one day. Like, and that's what I, what it was. We're more than friends with benefits, but we're not quite in a relationship. We're exclusive. And that was a question I had to ask flat out. Mm-hmm. Um, Some questions with me and you have to ask flat out. Yeah. In order to get the answer that yeah. you're looking for. And she said, you say anything. She was like, I said, yeah, but I need the answer sometimes. She was like, in the world, and like, it's just, I just need the honesty. And she said, in the world should be like that. Just mm-hmm. answer the question right. honestly. Right. I don't care if it's going to hurt my feelings. There's a chance that I knew it was going to happen yeah. when I opened my mouth. Right. But don't get upset with what I'm asking you is answer the question. That's like when me and Stroke was fucking sitting here. What the fuck is you going back and forth about? Y'all go back and forth a lot now. It was something simple. And I said, just answer the question. <coughs> and he kept, and you got involved. And y'all kept adding, adding variables. I said, that's not the question. What the fuck was the question? That's not the question that I asked. How many kids do you have? Do you have children? That was the question. Right. And the answer is two. The answer is five. The answer is none. But again, to enough, I get the question. But I also got where he was coming from. Where he That's the answer. overthinking. It's just a question. Yeah. But see, like I said, when you, because like, when I talk to dudes now, I don't mention nothing about my children. Ain't your place to go. I, don't, I get that. I don't plan. I don't know where we're going with this. Um, some dudes I do tell, hey, I got kids. Mm-hmm. I got a kid that I have to be with. <coughs> you know? Right. Um, but so many dudes nowadays think that, you know, because, you know, you got your own shit, they think they're just supposed to be automatically able to come over. Yeah. Spit a night and shit like that. And that's why I'm I'm having a problem with these dudes. Like, I don't know what the fuck woman no. is used to dealing with. Hold on, I gotta get that. I don't wanna know. You just playing me. Leave me on the low. Shit. Is that a squid game mask? You know it. Oh, my stars. I haven't watched it yet. I still haven't either. I, but, see, I don't like Hunger Games. And it's basically like a, a, a Asian version of Hunger Games. I was, you know, it was so weird. I was reading an article earlier today about um, 21. And i never seen the Hunger Games. I, you know the premise? Yeah. But um, I never read it. So, they were talking about 21 things in the Hunger Games that didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Or why did adults stop this shit? Because they're kids. Yeah. You know? Well, because for one... The government was doing it. Yeah. And again, we're literally living in these times where if you pay attention, we literally are dealing with hunger games. Mm-hmm. Um at the end of the day, a lot of these movies and stuff were just, you know. So, um, we talked about 
communication relationships. We kind of had like a, a therapy session, so to speak. Um, but we don't have any male counterparts here tonight, so we will continue this part two on Thursday. But we will really get into it. Um, we're gonna have more males in the building, um, so they will be able to give their their aspects on communication and you know where they stand as men with communication. Um, so on that note, go sit down with that. Did I ever tell you balloons freak me out? <laughs> you see how staring at you blow that bitch up like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> They just no. always freak me out. Um, so, like I said, um, we had a great night. This is Communication and Relationships Part 1. We will be finishing Part 2 on Thursday. And, again, we're going to have men here who will give us their aspect of it um we love y'all again shout out to brick empire young bull uh payroll east payroll east and i still can't think of the other baby's name it's a weird one hold on he was sitting with us i can fucking see his face yeah but i don't i, I forgot what he said his, his rap name was oh my god geesh no not him that's the shout out to him too. That's the new, that's the baby that, that just got signed. That's when I had belt on. Yeah, um, the baby that performed that had on the the, the all black and had to do with him and teased him with him. Yeah, I can't think I can't name. think of his damn name, but um, yeah, shout out to all of them. Y'all did a great job Saturday. Um, I can't wait to see more of what you guys do. Um, and I'm definitely going to be there support. Um, love y'all. Everybody love and light. And we out. Good night. Adios.